binkies up. Well, okay, Marty, we're going to yeah. start this podcast now. We don't got to talk about your binkies anymore. Everybody likes my binkies. Yeah. Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me tonight, missing his binky, it sounds like, is my good friend Marty. How are we doing? Hey, everybody. Uh, no, man, I'm, I'm good. Good-ish. Good-ish? It's Wednesday, yeah. it's Wednesday, so... It is, it is. Uh, it's fucking shit show for work the last few weeks, because it's just been... Slower and shit, unless you're in a couple spots. So that's been a fucking nightmare. But every day I'm like, fuck it, maybe I should call in. And it's like, well, God, what if stuff comes in? No, fuck it, I should have just called in all week. But here <laughs> Jeez, we are. Marty. A little, little bit angry at your job? Oh, well, it is so bad last week, I literally could have taken the first half of the week off. And everything that came in for me to do, I still would have been done before Friday afternoon with it. Um, excuse me. Yeah, so I spent most of the week just cleaning shit because there's nothing to do. We've got four people that are going to be scrubbing walls apparently tomorrow because there's nothing else to do. I was like, mm, I think I would come down with a little bit of sickness. Three two flu, a little right? brown bottle man, flu. I don't care. Whatever it is, gets me the fuck out of here. But yeah, I was like, well, I got stuff. Maybe I'm going to be doing tomorrow. <sighs> Hey, whatever, I guess I'll show up. See, we're we gonna, might as well put a full weekend. Yeah, we're getting really busy at my job for some odd reason. Yeah, we will be, but it's it's still talking with one of the managers, looking like it's two weeks out before we're really going to have anything show up. Then they want it like then and there, oh, yeah. like no, anybody else. The, the shit we do have that we're sitting on, I've got an order from the beginning of October. Oh, we still don't want that. Let's just let that sit. And, and yeah, as soon as we get buried with shit, then it'll be, well, God, they need that. Well, they fucking had four months to get it, man. It came in the end of September. No. It was literally due the first week of October, which means we had it at least a week before that. Yeah. And just sitting there. So. No, not much happening with me, so. But if you think your job sucks, how do you think the FAA felt today? Well, I'm sure they're okay. It's a poor <laughs> idiot had to come out and just shrug their shoulders and be like, no, this just kind of happens, man. It's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's you are in charge of of the fucking nation's transportation, and this is your excuse. Well, this is the article of that pig mantras because I actually had somebody message me on Facebook and right. brought it to my attention. I'm like, what? And here's the article it says hundreds of flights grounded across the U.S. after major FAA system outage. Hundreds of flights. Oh, yeah, I already just read that part. Oh, hundred, okay. <laughs> hundreds of flights across the U.S. were grounded early Wednesday due to a nationwide Federal Aviation Administration system failure. Yes. The FAA reported an outage with a notice to air missions or NOTAM, a critical system that relays important information to pilots and airports. The FAA is working to restore its notice to air admission system. We are performing final validation checks and repopulating the system now, the agency told the Post in an email. Operations across the national airspace system are effective. We will provide frequent updates as we progress. In an update at 8.15 this morning, the FAA said it was making progress in restoring the system. Departures are resuming at Newark, Liberty, and Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport due to air traffic congestion in those areas. No shit. <laughs> Just think, okay. But they go on. But the funny thing is, they don't mention, like, later this afternoon, they double went back and checked to see if there's any more updates. This actually happened not Wednesday morning. It started at Tuesday evening. Yes. Yep. And here's the scary part. This, there's two things. That, well, three things. All the planes in the air. 
they're like, hey, just hold a circling pattern until you start dropping. Right. Yeah, and that's really what that is. is you're going to sit here. Because at that point, you have nowhere else to go. That is the single biggest air shutdown we've had in this country since 9-11. Yeah. But none of the planes got grounded because I'm serious. I have a radar app. I went yep. and looked at my radar app. There was hundreds of planes still oh, in yeah. the air in the United States because they had no place to go. Yeah. There's, it's fucking terrifying. It's like, what are you doing? Here? Well, the first thing that's gonna be, like I said, is like them doing, yeah, yeah, just hold a holding pattern until you run out of fuel, pretty much. Yeah. Second part is they don't know what caused it. No. They have no clue. They don't know. There's, they're saying it's out of cyber terrorism, which I hope it isn't because that's fucked. Yeah. And the third thing is. If it isn't cyber terrorism, they're saying, well, it could possibly be that our system is so antiquated that we can't, we can't even function anymore. Yeah, that, it, none of these are good options. Let, let's man, be real, man. Uh, the two main options are either it was, it was cyber terrorism yeah. or the system was just so fucked the floppy disk it had actually shit the bed. Right. And, and my, my worry is even if it was, right now in the atmosphere we live in in this country, if it was a cyber terror attack, they are not going to tell us. Um, that's straight up. They are probably not going to tell us no. exactly what I don't mean to there. laugh. I, <laughs> oh, damn it, General. We got, just got a message uh, from General Lee, and it was kind uh, of funny. It's funny. But, yeah, no, uh, I don't know as they would tell. I mean, eventually, if that's what it was, it will come out. But right away, they're not going to. I don't think they would tell us even I don't, if it uh, was right uh, now. Or the, well, the fourth thing is. They because, don't know exactly what happened. They have right. they have no clue. It is what they say. Uh, I, yeah. Anymore, there's a lot of those. I just don't know if I can believe them at face value when they say stuff. This is almost like I the, think some of the people probably don't, but there are. I'm guessing some people who probably know exactly what happened. Because it's just kind of weird. That over the last couple of years, these infrastructure attacks, I'll call them, have been right. happening more. Yeah. Because, like, two years ago, they had all these drones flying over these nuclear power plants. Yep. And no one knew, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. No, no one were... knew where these drones came from. Because yep. they would hold the nuclear power plant, look like they're scooting around it, and take off and never be found. Yeah. Then recently in the news, you had all the um, substations for electrical being oh, attacked. Yeah. yeah. And, there's just... been, and there's been more than the two that have been oh, reported yeah. in the news. Yeah, no, there was another one, actually. In Washington. Just, yeah, just some last week, I think, two yeah. weeks ago. But they're not putting that in the news anymore. There's been more oh, than yeah. just a big one in North Carolina where the power got knocked out for 10 days. And now this is like the trifecta. All of a sudden, this goes out for the FAA. It almost sounds like, right. I hate saying this word, it's just like a lot of terrorists are getting smart and going for the infrastructure because they know that's the weakest part of our Right. And, and we've actually talked about that before. Of, yeah. And it, it's public knowledge if you want to look at it. Uh, there are plenty of experts for the last two decades that I'm aware of, who have said, uh, we need to do something here, guys. Our, our power grid is fucking sorely... Antiquated. Sorely behind what it should be. Yep. Bridges, uh, yeah. roadways. E- even a lot of our computer systems that are in some high-level places are pretty basic from what they should be using. Uh, there, there are so many weak points in all of these... Oh, wow. And really, all of these things that we have been experiencing the last two years, these are our weak points. Power yeah. grid. Air. I mean, it, yep. th- these are all things that have been warned, like, hey, you guys need to look at this. They're too busy worrying about other 
petty bullshit. Where Kate, like, when's a new Apple iPhone coming? Yeah, yeah, right. What are we arguing about here, man? This is the shit we need to be looking at. But yeah, no, it, it's that was my uh, thought right away. Was like, was it actually a, a concentrated breach? You know, yeah. did an outside force intentionally try to clop this thing down? Um, like I said, they they say that they don't know. And I would say, in general, most of the people involved don't probably know. But there's like I always say that one percent that right top, that the upper guys the know exactly what happened like, and who's oh, it caused. Fuck. Well, we don't want to panic people. Yeah. Um, just say the computer system went down. But yeah, no. My my other thought, and I think we'd kind of briefly with each other mentioned it before, is what else might be going on that they are actually covering. For, that, for that, these things going that down. that's that's the question I got applied to me on Facebook. Right, a friend of mine on Facebook said, "Rob, do you know why they're grounding all these planes?" I'm like, "I don't know." I said, "Basically, all they're doing is clearing the airspace so our space <laughs> overlords can come and they don't have another Roswell incident." That's what all right. it is. That's all yeah, it is, folks. Keep them circling over the major cities. We're going to come out here with this thing. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean that that is kind of where where that that paranoia. But one thing I have a flight radar. I have a flight radar app on my phone. One yeah. thing I did notice during this whole time, you can almost make a deviation line between, like, it cut, like, right where Omaha was at. Right. Anything south of that was all filled up with airplanes. Anything north of that was almost damn near empty. Really? It was I mean, really granted, weird. We, we do have less flights than down there. But still, it, it's a daily occurrence. You see flight planes over here constantly. Yeah, but it was just, like, I mean, really weird because you could actually see a line. Yeah, a, a demarcation where it's like, <coughs> fuck no, man. Don't go above the Mason-Dixon, man. You're just yep, that's where the aliens out. are coming. They're coming to South Dakota. They're, they're and they're coming dumb for doing that because it's damn cold out. Well, maybe they need a colder environment, which is why they go to Antarctica. Uh, huh? Yeah, that's a good Deep one. Deep sea, one. cold, different pressure. South don't Dakota, like don't got any mosquitoes right now. Yeah, right. No hurricanes. Cold. The pressure is horrible to, you know, not want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, speaking of that, have you heard of, you know who Kiefer Sutherland is, right? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of his new TV show coming out? No. No, he's got a new TV show coming out. Oh, no. This is the premise. I'll tell you the premise before I tell you. For anybody who doesn't know, this is uh, Jack Bauer from 24. Yep. uh, David from The Lost Boys. Ace from from, uh, uh, Stand By Me. He's been in tons of stuff. I, I love Keepers. And his dad was just in the movie uh, Moonfall. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah which we will promote to the day we die. That was oh, an God, awesome yeah. movie. movie yeah. I don't care what you say. So that movie fun. is so good. It's so much fun. Just terrible marketing, and it came mm-hmm. out against a really good movie. Yeah, shitty, shitty timing and, and terrible marketing by Sony or whoever it was. Yeah. But this is the premise of the new TV show as he comes out. Frame for Murder by... By powerful forces with the ability to influence and control population. Ooh. That is the tagline for this TV program. Really? Yep. Do you want to hear what the title of it is? Oh, God. Rabbit Hole. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. I'm like, nice. is that not, that's just like karma. That's like right. the, that magic they use, like karmic magic. Like, hey, yep. we're going to straight up tell you we're influencing you by making a great hit show. Right, right. That's all it is. Ah, man, that's I, that, that's a, that is a, that, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, they had to be shit me. No, Rabbit Hole is the name of the program. Right. 
They, they put it out as, as fictional with a wink, you know, like, yeah, wink. This is All you cryptid and uh, conspiracy podcast people know what you're talking about. Well, we're going to make fun of you by making a TV oh, yeah. show and make millions of dollars off Yeah, we're, we're going to make it a fictional I think we program. Should, I, to... I think all us podcasters that do uh, conspiracy and cryptid stuff, we should just sue Let's say, yeah, hey, right. we want royalties. At least I want a penny a week. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I, I would take a penny a week, man. Forget it. It's keep settling money, man. I need that. No, but I just read that. I'm like, oh, God damn it. This is just like what we talk about or a lot of his right. other podcasters talk about. All the, the How the media has power to influence people, nations. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? That's freaking awesome, man. Where, where is it going to be on? I did not. I just read that part and I read right. the name and I'm like, I put 10 and 2 together. Got 14. Yeah, yeah. It, it's badass. That is awesome. Oh Leave the God. microphone to cat alone, pussy cat. Oh, you're a good boy, aren't you? Tailless you don't. Have, you need a tail cat. I'm a tailless wonder. So, speaking of animals that are invading the... Oh, your cat just came in dirty. Oh, yeah, right, right. He's like, animal. I'm not no animal. I rule he, this house. He, he throws fucking attitude sometimes, man. He's quiet. He's only got, like, attitude. half a body. Has, like, I know. He's only a two-thirds a cat. Right, but <laughs> No, but... We're going to, this will be part three of I Start Beer, I think. I'm telling you, you now, folks. Are we on three? Then? We're on part three, oh, dude. Oh, shit. No. Part four will be the last one, which will be next week. Right, right. So, but this week, we're going to talk about some of the weird animals that are in this country. A missing, a missing like, a missing 411 case we're going to hit upon that you don't yeah. hear much about. But we'll have Marty, after he gets done molesting his pussy, go ahead and start talking about weird animals. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would say, honestly, the, the biggest for the most recent stuff would be the 2012 footage of the supposed woolly mammoth crossing river. That was awesome. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's fuzzier than I want it to be. Well, the, all the good um, footage is fuzzy. Right. Dude. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's like Bigfoot's fuzzy too. He's just, oh, yeah, he just naturally looks like that. It's just what he is. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, it's, I don't even remember how. I, I actually watched it again the other day. It isn't super long, but I mean, it goes for a little while. It's like 20 seconds, maybe? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. This large, very elephant shaped creature crossing, fording this river. Yep. It's um, snowing out. And it's... Yep. It's, you know, it's typical, you know, Russian <laughs> winter looking, you know. It's, it's, it was a mild day up there. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, this thing is crossing across there. And this thing, I, it was 2012, I think, when this thing yeah. broke and came out. And of course, immediately everything was flooded with how it's a hoax. Um, I myself personally am still kind of torn on it. Um, I, I don't know. I go with the. I think it actually did happen. I think that that was actually what they did. Right. I think it's a mastodon they took a picture of. Because there is a difference between a mastodon and a woolly mammoth. Yes. Ma- woolly mammoths are a lot bigger than mastodons. Yeah. Mastodons are little evil elephants that are hairy. <laughs> yeah, like the, it's like comparing the African elephant to the Indian elephant. It, yeah, basically, mastodons are the Indian version, with, but with hair, they're yeah, smaller version. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I know a lot of the the uh, faults right away with it was, oh, it looks like it's intentionally grainy, and they had video experts. Yeah, it looks like that was added. It's like, um, it, okay. Uh, some of it too is that. Uh, the idea that it is just a misidentification. Uh, there are some people saying, 
as you and I were talking earlier, is it's, oh no, it's a bear with a fish in its mouth. That's why it's, <laughs> it looks like, like there's three like, things wrong with that whole thing. Yeah, that's why it looks like trunks and tusks and stuff because yeah. it's a fish. Uh, unfortunately, if you go in and and people did actually took the the video, measured it to the river, and and did a size comparison of of the angle, how far they were away. If that bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, had actually been crossing and looked like that at that distance in the river, it would be the world's largest bear we've ever seen. It and it's like the 30, world's biggest fish. <laughs> yeah, it, 30 feet long. Yeah. I mean, it's what the bear they figured out. Would have to be. Yeah, and, and, and the fish would be 10 to 15 feet long hanging out of its fucking mouth. Yep. Um... I guess no. Russia's. I guess Russia's fighting for the new title. We got bigger things here than Texas. Right? Yeah, they're they're going head to head with Texas. Texas. You guys are hot as shit, but we're really cold. And look at our big shit, man. Uh, no, I, I I don't buy it being it. Even the way it walks, it's not a a bear, bear kind of rolls its shoulders yes. when it's walking. Uh, anybody who's seen any kind of nature fucking video, and anybody alive at this point has probably seen some nature videos. Yeah. I mean. And bears are not that rare to catch on camera that we don't know what they look like when they're walking. Uh, and it does not have the same gait that a bear does. And the... The, the, the gait is much more elephant-like. Yeah. Uh, let's be real. Everybody's seen elephants. We know how they walk. Yeah, they walk with their feet up and they yep. don't move their shoulders. And, and this looks very, very much... If it's not just a straight-up elephant, it is a relative of, of elephants. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's the same walk, uh, the same stature as it's going across. I I, I do tend to want to believe that it is real. Like I said, there, there's just... I, I am... There is always part of me, it's like, it could be a really nice fake. It really could. I yeah. mean, in 2012, we had the, the technology, even in the normal person's hands, to make that fake. Which, again, like I said, the, the graininess of it is, is part of the detractor's argument is that, well, they made it intentionally grainy so it covers up shitty CGI. Uh, it, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, it just... I don't know. I, I I, I'm, I'm like a, a, a probably a 70-30 on this one. I'm at least a 90-10. I'm pretty sure it's a bastard. You know, it's... Because I, I lean the, that way. The whole bear thing I don't agree with. No. Because no. the biggest nail in the coffin is that whole bear and the fish theory. Yeah. It's the middle of fucking winter in Siberia. I'm 99.999% sure that bear would be hibernating someplace warm. Right. And uh, just because they're in Russia doesn't mean they don't follow the same animal rules that they go yeah. everywhere else, which is hibernation. Unless he was going for a beer run and trying to get some vodka. Right. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he, he's gonna go get some of the uh, the mother's drink and uh, <laughs> warm himself up to go back to sleep. I just I just don't see that being the case. To me, if it's fake, it is straight up fake. It is a CGI fake. It's not a misidentification of something else. Whatever it is, if it's if it's a fake, they, they did a good job. They're using a real elephant of some kind video put in there because it is an elephant's walk. Yeah. Um, it just it straight up is. But then, I like it, but... We'll, we'll switch from elephants and go to bears. Bears? What yeah. is that? There's been, like, on the western coast, like, the camp, uh, I want to say it's close to the Kenai Peninsula, but that's part of Alaska. Yeah. There's been, even recently, as 2016, the reports of a very large bear that could run as fast as a horse. See, <laughs> this is actually... 
seen during the winter and summer. Yeah. And a lot of people are comparing it to like being a short faced bear. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Like now, the short faced bear to me, I believe there are still active groups of them out there. There have been way too many sightings and even stuff that maybe doesn't know that it, to call it a short-faced bear. The descriptions of a lot of the locals up there match a short-faced bear. Um, and, and at this point, there really aren't any other bears that fully match up with some of the unique features on a short-faced bear. The big, uh, it, the, it's most likely not going to be confused with a grizzly, a black, or a brown. It's right in the name of, of the animal. It is... It is a short-faced bear. It doesn't yeah. have the longer snout like your typical bear does. You want to know something really creepy about bears in general? They, they're probably they're related to probably one of the favorite foods you like. And I know I like this food. <laughs> Jesus. Bacon. They're related to pigs. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like the cousin of pigs. I'm like, yeah. the, we got, at least we des- domesticated the tastier version. Because I've had bear meat before. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really sweet. It's a sweet meat. And I don't really Which like I like. The, the thing that I haven't had it. But the thing I've always heard is that it tends to be really kind of a greasy yeah. texture, which kind of throws me off. I would like to try it. I, I guess I have had it in jerky before, but there it's mixed with so much other stuff. It's not so much bear anymore. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they're both animals I can't stand because they, they are fucking awful to people. I don't care how much we've domesticated pigs. They will eat the shit out of you if you fall. That yeah. is just straight up a fact. The cute little piggy will eat the fuck out of you if you collapse in the pen. They will eat everything. Well, let's, let's give a little visual description of what this short-faced bear. These bears are nearly 1.5 meters high when walking normally. Yeah, that, that is like basically ground to shoulder. That's six and a half feet. Yeah, Pretty ground close to shoulder. Half, that's from ground to shoulder. When walking normally, but stood about 3.4 meters tall when on their hind legs. They could have had more than a vertical reach of more than 4.3 meters. So when it stands up, it's over 12 feet tall. Yeah. But it has a reach of, what the, that's right, isn't it? No, but it's about yeah, nine, it be, 10 feet tall, but it has a 12-foot reach. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It, it, it's, it's like taking on bugbears, man, with the super long arms. So they have a picture on the internet if you look it up, and it has like, I'm guessing, a couple of five, ten guys standing right next to it. Yeah. And it just comes it's, up to the crotch area of it. Yeah, it pretty much goes right up to its hips as it's standing bipedally. Much like it does when it's pretending to be Bigfoot. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, we we do have some, a few one-off stories of, like, American grizzlies that have grown to, like, seven, eight foot tall. Usually it's a brown bear. The brown Brown bear gets bigger than the the biggest biggest. bear. Uh, I mean, polar bears in the world right now, as far as we know, are probably the biggest bears, but we don't deal with them. Then you have pizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Pizzlies are a crossbreed between grizzlies and And polar bears. And they're like, a lot of people said, they're bigger than both of them. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, that's just just a big grizzly. And it's like, everybody who's been out in the wild said, no, these are not grizzlies. They're built different. They have a different head. I would say, yeah, there's different things in them that are very polar bear-like, which is why they figured out that, oh, fuck, they've, they've crossbred. <laughs> they, they do share some overlapping See, but territories. Th- but you can think, like, like a short bear, that genus in bears, that gene is still there. Yeah. 
So what if a polar bear crossed with a different type of bear and you got like several different hybrids going on and eventually it's got back to like a full short face bear? Right, right. It could be a complete, totally new species, a hybrid, but has all the similar traits because it's an apex predator. Yeah. And the funny thing about short face bears is most bears, they have their knees like off to the side. Short face yeah. bears have their have forward facing knees. Yes. They are the only bear that I know of that has front-facing knees, which allows them to run super fast and which, run their prey down. Yeah, which is, uh, it, it accounts for their increased uh, speed and mobility yeah. over standard. And don't get me wrong, a standard bear will run your ass down, too. Yep. They're fast. They're, they're big and and chompy, but, uh, man, you, you get right down to it. They will, they can run very quick. What was that word you said? Chompy? Chompy. Chompy. Is that even but a word? Yeah. No, man. I just make up shit all the time. I know. Uh, but yeah, I feel the no, same way. <laughs> right? But yeah, no. I mean, they're 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 they're, they're think like the 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 big beefy professional wrestler who is also super agile and can jump off of shit. Big Van Vader. Make it work. You know, th- shit like that. That's basically what a bear is, man. You're like, oh, it's a big thing. It's not. Oh fuck, <laughs> that thing is fat. All right, we gotta go. But yeah, they'll run you down. And this thing is. Easily twice the speed, and I would imagine their endurance for for that running is way above what a regular bear is going to be too. And they're probably they're, their, they're probably their more malicious too. I'm guessing because oh. it's just from Siberia. Do they need to be? Bears are honestly one of the worst animals to deal. I like bears, don't get me wrong, but of all the animals in the world, the one I want to be killed by the least is a fucking bear, just straight up. You know why? I do know why. Because they're fucking horrible. But so, now, do, they, do, you know, do you know why it would be the worst of a bear, a bear kill you? Well, because a lot of times they don't actually kill you. Well, no, they do They well, they do kill Eventually. you. But you're still alive when they kill you. Yeah. Do you know where the first place they bite at is? Your groin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, like, especially... You ain't going to get much your, of a meal for me. No, no. It's, <laughs> good luck catching me there, man. Unless you got a fucking telescope fucking snout, man. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, no, they they were they're used to like peeling skin off stuff, so they will just shred the shit out of you, trying to take off your skin, and then stuff you under old rotted logs, and you may lay there dying for two days before they're like, oh yeah, I left that snack over there, and eventually come back like a shark. It'll come up bite you. You may die, but it's not dragging you under a fucking rock somewhere. Like an alligator. Oh, yeah, man. At least there you're going to drown before anything else happens. Your shit's all broken, but you're going to be drowned and dead. Now, this ain't dry land, man. It just shoves you under a tree. Like, I'll come back for you. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. Just, you <laughs> it's like that scene me. from Revenant with uh, uh, yeah. DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. But, like, even a big cat's just going to fucking kill you straight out. Yeah. I mean, if it gets to you. It's not dragging you around for three days half alive. It'll take you out, but no, I'm not a bear. Well, if other, if other animals can kill you, we've already talked on previous episodes about the vindictive Siberian tigers. Oh, God, yeah. And I actually found, these are like a lot of these stuff we're going to talk about, the little blurbs, you don't see much of them. Right. There's actually been reports of a pack of dire wolves in uh, 2018. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this is very real. This is like from way north, like, I can't, I'm not even attempting to pronounce this name right. in this town, but they said they're like 10 or 12 giant wolves. Yeah, these things are bigger than your standard wolves are huge. Wolves. If you get yeah, a, regular wolves are actually huge. really big, and these uh, people already know what regular wolves yeah, look like because they're, they're, like, no. they're plentiful over yeah, there. and they're like, no, no, these aren't regular wolves. These are like twice the size. They're yeah, and these things are hopping up at you know five foot at their shoulder. shoulder yeah. You know, it's like, oh fuck, dude, that's 
It's like a St. Bernard that's gotten bigger. Longer legs. And and, and, and a whole lot faster yeah. than the big, goofy, friendly St. Bernard coming at you. No, those things are, are fucking terrifying. Uh, the, the idea of that... Like, regular wolves don't scare me. I, I like them. I don't want one coming after me or a pack of them. But a dire wolf, man, something that fucking big lumbering out of the woods at you. And, and it's a pack, just like the rest, so it hunts like a pack. Yep. And it... it being blindsided, no, by by something that goddamn big, no, hell no. There, there are regular big dogs that it's like, oh man, that's way heavier than I want to deal with. And this is about four times the weight, you know. I mean, it, it's four times heavier than, than your big Great Dane barreling at you, just all muscle. And probably teeth. won't even hit you because the one from behind you is coming to get you. Oh yeah, exactly. That's just it. It's they do a lot. Think think like the the raptors from yep. Jurassic Park. That That's is a lot of times what what pack tactics they will do is one will be out here to keep your attention, while the others just circle around and then fucking blindside you, and you're done. At that point, you're done. Yep. Even regular wolves, they will they will mess you up in a heartbeat. Something See, that big. I'm looking back, like in Russia, like the biggest thing, like for Russia, and that. They've always found like these frozen mastodons. Yep. They found dire wolves frozen. And a lot of those they've been coming up. There's been a lot of them the last couple of years have been popping up through the ice over there, and they're pretty well intact. Yeah, that's where this whole zombie virus thing is coming up. It doesn't right, make zombies, right. folks. It's just a virus. The terminology they're using when they're saying that it's not going to make a zombie apocalypse. Right. We already have that going on with our drug problems. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, all the fauna, flora, and fauna up there. It was like, oh, they got flash frozen. They can't explain, first of all, how everything got flash frozen. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it didn't kill all that fun out there. Plus, there's not as much as human encroachment as we have in the United States. So there's more yeah. wilderness and more height. So I, I'm more inclined to believe that the mastodons are up there. Yeah. At dire wolves, short-faced barret. There's an ecosystem up there for them. There's right. plentiful oh, yeah. food. Absolutely. Besides humans. Yeah. And it's just like, there's plenty of open space to roam and we don't see people. Yeah, which is why I, I also maintain the big part of central and northern Canada is a prime example to find these plagues too, because there isn't a whole lot of uh, population. Out there. A lot of times, it's like you go, you have to fly in to go and get yeah. to a town. Yet most towns are like on a lake. You got to fly to that lake yep. to get to that town. I mean, Alaska, I would say, is more populated than. Along the, co- along the coast line. Well, it, just the, by by size to people living there, I would say is more populated than the greater chunk of middle and northern Canada. Yeah. Because there's just not even really... There's whole massive miles and miles... Sorry, Canadians. Kilometer by kilometer of uh, no Maple syrup farms. Like, there, there's nothing there. there. There's nobody encroaching in there. There's no farms. There's nothing. It's just... Mile after mile of just woods that have been growing and, you know, the population living there is all natural population that's been living there for thousands of years because we just haven't gone in there that much because it's proved to be dangerous for one. Yeah, the the logistics is we talked about, like the Nahini Valley head, Mm -hmm. it's just the logistics of covering it, like in Siberia is the same way. Oh, yeah. The logistics to do anything, you got to be prepped out, you got to be thinking about what you're going to do three months before you actually do it. And then you hope the weather holds and you're like, all right, no, no. And and that's a big part of it too because even if you can get in there and you're all prepped up, there could be a storm pops up and you're stuck there for weeks at a time. Yeah. 
you you weren't planning on that. You might not have the right amount of stuff to go that long, plus however long it was before someone was coming back to get you. You're, you, you're done. I mean, and it's pretty unforgiving unless you really know what you're doing. Unless you're native there and you, like mm-hmm. an indigenous person there. Or something. Oh, yeah. That, but you've been grown and grew up in yeah, that. That's, where that's like, right. oh, oh, I felt the snowflake. It's going to be five inches of snow in the next two hours. Boom. Like, right. <laughs> well, that's why I always find it kind of interesting. Even in our settler days, we did have some of those people who went out there by themselves, the, the frontiersmen who went out, and that's what they did. They were trapping, and those guys were out in it so much that they knew. It was like, oh, the winds change. We're going to have a big blizzard come. And people that were with them were like, the hell are you talking about? It's it's perfectly fine. And yeah, within hours, here's this massive blizzard snowing them in for a week. Because yep. it's like they knew those signs because they were around it so much. Yeah, it's just it's just amazed me that it just amazes me about Siberia. There's a lot more weird Yeah. <laughs> but the weird thing is I have found a case that kind of mirrors a missing four one one case. Right. Yeah, I think you talked to me a little bit about that. Yeah. We're so right now we're gonna discuss this article. It's about Colin Manson. In 2003, 2013, Colin Manson, a 25-year-old student from Missouri, arrived in the Russian city of Irkutsk, which lies along the shores of Lake Baikal. He had come there to enroll in the Irkutsk branch. I'm not just choking on the words. That's how it's, that's how it's pronounced. Irkutsk. There we go. I shall let you read the article down. <laughs> there you smarty pants. Damn asshole. Enrolled in there. Irkutsk branch of the Moscow State Linguistic University. Maybe I should go there to learn how to talk. <laughs> As hey, well, you at least know what linguistics mean. That puts us above I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not that dumb. I'm not dumb. Words just, word. yeah, there we go. As well as help, as well as help build hiking trails around the breathtaking vistas of the area for the Russian nonprofit called the Great. Bacal Trail. That could. All right, I'm stopping right there. Why would you want to build a trailer on this? Like we've already had this discussion on the no, first yeah. episode. Weird shit happens. That's the first sign. This is like a bad horror movie. Oh wait, it's white people too doing this shit. It, yeah, it it is the white people. Like, hey, you know what? We should make a trailer around this fucking horrible lake that has weird shit. Yeah, you have fog. Boats go into it. Don't come out. Right, right. It's all normal. Lights it's okay. all the time. Weird animals. No, it's cool. Just make a hiking. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice. It's got a nice view. You can look over this. Yeah, right. You can watch the fog roll in, and all the stuff on the lake disappear. <laughs> fog rolls out, and the stuff's still gone. <laughs> and, and you're gone too now. So <laughs> let's get back on task. <laughs> and he also frequently volunteered for local active activists from the Greenpeace. The avid outdoorsman had become infatuated with the region after studying it online. And he frequently went on hiking and camping excursions with his Russian friends throughout the pristine wilds here. On, October, on March 27, 2016, Colin and a group of friends had trekked out to stay at a cabin at Arshan, a popular outdoor weekend tourist destination along the banks of the Kengarga River in eastern Siberia. From where they had been planning to head out to the nearby Cyan Mountains to take a 3.5-kilometer hike that they had meticulously mapped out and prepared for. All of them were seasoned hikers, and the conditions were perfect. So when they all went to bed at 2 a.m., they expected that they would set off at 7. There would be no problems. However, this would be the beginning of a sinister, mysterious vanishings and a death that never, and death that had never been solved, all surrounded by the strange clues and the sinister, talk of sinister conspiracies. 
When the group woke up to prepare at 5 a.m. in the morning, they found that Colin was nowhere to be seen. Thinking that he had gone off to explore, they waited until their scheduled departure time at 7 a.m., but he had still not shown up. Making it all making it even odder was that his backpack and other items had been left behind, so he must not have been planning to go far. By the time they were all getting wor- by this time they were all getting worried, so they searched the area and asked around the nearby villages, village, but no one had seen him, and there was no trace of where he had gone off to. A search party was organized to scour the area, and for eight days nothing was found. But then they would then but then a rather odd and grim discovery was made when they finally stumbled across Colin's body in some unusual circumstances. He was found lying on his back on a patch of grass under a tree, as if he had laid down to take a nap, wearing nothing but a thermal t shirt with sleeves rolled up and his hiking boots. His pocket contained his wallet along with his cash and US passport. Rather oddly, his boots had been untied and his socks were missing. Also strangely, his arms were outstretched off to the side and the fists clenched. It was also found that his body had some injuries indicative of being beaten, including injuries to his hands and wrists that indicated that the victim had been held, and his clothes were torn in places. It It was really all rather strange, and his mother, Dana Madsen Calcutt, would say it. He would have never walked to a place in the pitch dark with his shoes unlaced, no socks, and when he was leaving for a climb in just a few hours that he was excited about. He was not huddled or covered with leaves, but flat on his back in grass with his sleeves pushed up, his boots unlaced, no socks on, his eyes and mouth open. He was not in snow, but under, on the grass under a tree. When local authorities investigated the strange nest, they were eerily quick to dismiss it all as an unfortunate accident. The conclusion was that he had frozen to death after being delirious from taking drugs, specifically from an illegal cannabinoid, and wandering out into the wilderness in the middle of the night. They explained away the injuries about the torn clothing as being from him running through the brush. As far as Russian authorities were concerned, that was that. Moved along, nothing to see here. But Colin's friends, family, and the group he had been with were immediately suspicious of this. And there would have been more evidence to support that he had been perhaps been brutally murdered and that was being covered up. The idea that Colin had frozen to death was immediately challenged by the group of hikers he had been with. They claimed that the weather had been fairly warm at the time and that Colin's thermal shirt should have been more than enough. He was also described as a very experienced outdoorsman who knew how to handle himself in the outwoods. They also claimed that Colin had, had not had any alcohol or drugs leading up to the hike. This is somewhat supported by the Russian autopsy and toxicology report, which was hunted down by Calcutt and were found to be negative for anything other than the minuscule amounts of cannabis in his urine. That was well below the World Anti-Doping Agency threshold and would have been unlikely to send him into a panic or a daze to go out into the woods alone. With such a small amount, it was likely he had taken the cannabis days before the incident. And he would not even—he would not even been high at all. What's more, an independent analyst carried out by Collins Liver by the laboratory at the Washington University in St. Louis found no signs of any drugs whatsoever. Members of the group had been with the members of the groups he had been with were tested, and they came back negative for drugs, including cannabis. So why had authorities played up the drug angle so much? Independent analysts of Collins Woods carried out by his family also showed that the inju- injuries were suspicious not explained by running through the woods, and that there was strong evidence that he was physically abused and died in the process. Other sinister clues were found as well during Collins' family independent investigation as well, for instance. It was found that he had likely not died in that spot. 
and had been alive for at least several days after his disappearance. Based on the clinching of his fists and the lack of any scavenger activity on the body, one, for expert, one forensic expert would say this. After eight days, one would expect this, the clinching, to be absent. It is very unlikely the victim was laying in the, fro- in the forest for eight days. It is unlikely that the victim died on the location where he was found. In addition to all this, some, some other anonymous details were dug up, pointing to some sort of cover-up. It would turn out that Colin had received warnings from authority in, how do you say that again? In Kurt- Irkutsk. Irkutsk. In relation to several protests he had joined with Greenpeace in the area. In some reports from locals, the police had on occasion been downright hostile toward him, including an officer who had allegedly yelled and spat at him under ground, after groundlessly accusing him of being gay and having sexual a sexual orgy. The guy was probably just mad he didn't get invited. <coughs> right. Additionally, two of Collins' hiking companions would later claim that he had, that police had at first seemed to coerce a moral confession out of them, trying to force them to admit to have beating him to death in a fight and dumping his body in the wilderness. All this had led Colin's mother to come to the conclusion. I think something happened, and then it didn't want it to, didn't want it to appear that an American had been murdered in Russia. In the meantime, Russian authorities were, have considered the case closed, refusing to answer any further inquiries by the family or American authorities and leading his family to seek more support from the government to get the mysterious case reopened. Lawyer Ivan Pavlov, who represented the Madsen's mother, had said, we contend that the investigation finding of Madsen's nonviolent death was not based on factual circumstances. We believe the decision to dismiss the case to be legal, unfounded, and subject to repeal. At the moment, the case has, begun, has come to a standstill, and the real answers remain murky to many questions and weird clues that surround it. All, why did he just go wandering away from the camp in the middle of the night without any regrets? How did he end up in the grass, and how did he die? Where were his, Why were his socks missing? How could... He had been alive for a few days, only to perish without finding his way back to the camp. What did the Russian authorities know? Just what is going on here? It is rather strange, wilderness vanishing, the death, and that seems to be cloaked in a mystery that will probably never penetrate, leaving it to all perplexing oddity and enigma. I agree. I don't think we're ever going to know exactly what happened. Yep, that's what I was telling you. Um, it, it's, we can speculate all kinds of things. I'm, we're going to definitely speculate. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we're ever really going to know no. the truth, um, which is unfortunate. But this it's this, this article, if you ever seen a, <clears throat> there's a movie called it came out in the late '80s called Citizen X. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is actually Citizen X is actually based on actual they're fictional they're a fictional movie based on actual events. Yeah. And Citizen X is about the story of the first documented serial killer in Russia. Yeah. This was before the Wolf of Moscow and all these other crazy yeah. fucking cannibal people. This was the first one. They were having such a problem trying to find this guy. The Russian government actually reached out to Quantico and said, hey, can you send a behavioralist over to catch this guy because he's killing kids? Right. We, we have no idea what where we're to doing. go with this. We don't know. Uh, please, for the love of God. <laughs> you know, their their worst enemy at that time is like, you guys have better behavioral people than we do. This is what you guys specialize in. Please bring us somebody to stop this. Yeah. Well, they brought this FBI. He's actually, I've read a couple of his books, actual criminal books, and he yep. he partially went insane studying this case because oh, it was yeah. because there was so much information and none of it made sense. Yeah. It until was he just all he just happened place. upon seeing something that fit it, and he followed him, and it happened to be the guy. 
that's not actually what happened, but I'm not going to ruin the movie too much if you haven't seen it. If you haven't and you like psychological thrillers, true crime mysteries, this is a movie you need to watch. It's called Citizen X. And the ending is beautiful. I love the ending. Don't give me that surly look. She barked once and she knew better. (laughs) But yeah, uh, no, it is a fantastic movie. Uh, But yeah, it's... uh, that's just it's just creepy that it's around Lake Bacall it's like yeah it's like that Nexus thing you're talking about it's like it's weird shit just happens around there right whatever it is that's drawn there uh, for a multitude of reasons Um, but yeah with with this case here if if government people were not involved directly with what happened to him they know yeah Uh, they, they quickly went into circle the wagons mode, and and like I said they they tried getting his friends to be convinced that they beat the shit out of him because he's an American, and it's like no he he's our friend man he's we we we're, we're hanging out with the guy uh, we brought him up here to go hiking because we're all friends not because we're gonna beat the shit out of him and leave him in the woods there's plenty of woods we can do that and we don't need to go hiking with him. So I find it kind of funny too that his wallet was on him, his cash was on him. Yes. And I'm guaranteeing he had German, mo- uh, Russian money on him. So if it was, it's just probably weird because the passport is worth a lot of money in some countries. Oh yeah. And I'm like, if I was going to kill somebody and I don't ever plan on doing that just for... <laughs> oh, wink. <laughs> wink. But I'm yeah. like, what do you think he was just, uh, someone who just took his money after they beat the shit out of him and his right. wallet and just took out the stuff and make more money off of him. Well, you, you would think even if that's what you were doing to try to cover it up, it, it would make more sense to make, to it, look make like it look something like else. he had been, had been robbed and roughed up. Mm-hmm. You know, take all of the shit off him. It, it, yeah, and I mean, considering he is, and the guy was very experienced with this, he'd been over here for quite a while at that point, yeah. and, and had experience hiking and stuff mountains here, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense that he would have left voluntarily without his stuff. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Unless he, he went out quick to, woke up and went, ah, I need a little fresh air, and something happened at that point. Because uh, I just don't see him like, hey, I'm going to go walk out. You you know where you're at. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not going to, even if you're taking a short walk, you're going to have some of your other stuff with you. That's just how it is. Uh, no socks. Yeah, I was like, that's that's another weird thing. That, yeah. Because even if I've actually, like, out camping in that, I put socks on to put my shoes on because it's just, your feet, it just it's gross. Because right. it just sticks to the inside of your shoes. Yeah. Especially, well, especially when you're out and doing stuff because it's you, your feet get sweaty, it's yep. gross. Uh, just it like stink and- if, if I'm just running to the store, I'll sometimes just throw my shoes on because I'm just running to the store and coming home. I'm not planning on going for a fucking walk outside, so yeah, you know, even if I'm taking the dog for a walk, it's like you're putting socks on because just shit rubs differently, it hurts, especially if you're fucking hiking around on stuff. It's not like a sidewalk they're going for a walk around the block. It's uneven, rough terrain. Yeah. And it's not not comfortable. Certainly somebody experiences that is not going to go walking around in their hiking boots, unlaced for one, uh, and without socks. Even for just a short walk, you're just not doing it. Knowing you're going to be up in the morning doing a three and a half K hike. I, I don't see you getting up 
you know, three hours before you're Well, you know, your, your bladder, you, you have no control over your bladder. Well, I mean, you can go pee, but I'm saying to, yeah. to <laughs> put your boots and all this, and I'm going to go for a walk at three in the morning, even though we're getting up and going out at seven. See, but also that article, too, it doesn't tell, they found his body like seven days later, eight days later. Yes. They don't say how far away he was from the cabin. Yeah, I have uh, never even seen where it has uh, that listed where he exactly was found, how far away it was. Um, Because, yeah, there's no mention of it. It, Because, like, a lot of the stories over here, you'll have, like, oh, they'd been through this area multiple times, and now all of a sudden they were there. There's none of that here, so it's like, was it far enough out that they had just finally gotten to that area? Was he found accidentally somewhere? Or was he found in a place they had already been looking, and now he's here? None of that. I've, I've seen a couple different articles on this story. And neither one of them actually go into any detail about how far. Well, the probably was. detail is probably never put out either. There's oh yeah, to fight for certain things. Yeah, just... exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to. But know the clinch exactly. fist too, because your body tightens up and everything with rigor mortis it goes yes. out. The clinch fist, so it's like. Yeah, it's pretty uh, recent. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand. Like like with rigor mortis, it doesn't go into rigor mortis and then it stays there. It's after a certain period of time, rigor mortis kicks in, and then as stuff breaks down, everything loosens back up again. Yeah. Uh, keeping your hand in a fist like that, you're within a certain window of time from when you've actually died to to still being in that condition. Um, and yeah, like they said, the weather wasn't that bad that he would have even frozen solid in that position. If you're way up in the mountains, okay, yeah, he probably froze solid like that. But it's not. He's on grass. Uh, so it's clearly not, you know, sub-zero temps at that point. And just laid on his back like he's taking yeah. a nap. Yeah. He, he's in He's in the, the creed position laying on the floor. I yeah. wonder, I wonder if we should, I should have done this before we did this article. <laughs> I just saw this now just popped in my gray matter. Should have seen if there's any UFO sightings at the same. Maybe it was a duck oh. that had just dropped out of a plane. That could be. And we, We're we, had cases, we had cases up here, like the dude who, who was apparently dropped from how high up oh. out in the woods. Yeah. Well, they're like, no, we think he fell off here. It really doesn't uh, <laughs> match up to falling off of something here. No. Yeah, I, it, I, I don't know, man. It's, something bad happened, and it sure as hell wasn't he. He, he was drug overdosed. Uh because yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because I know they, they, that was the the first story they went with was that he was just a bunch of college kids. He was high as shit and just got lost out there. And, Freaked and, himself out. And, yeah, and died. But yeah, it's like the, 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 the only thing they found was some weed. And it was such a weak content that it had been days before. Yeah, the Olympics, like, now we wouldn't even do anything about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, man, it's so far out of and unless you don't understand how drugs affect you, um, weed doesn't last for like four fucking days of being high, man. You know, it, if they did, they would be out of business. Cause. Oh yeah, no, it's the, the whole name of the game is get you to buy more, man. But yeah, it's just everything about it is just so off on, on that case. It just, it, it, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's. There, there are a lot of 411 earmarks on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that does confuse it is the fact that he had had run-ins with the law enforcement yeah. over there, where it's like, oh, well, I mean, it, it is Russian middle-of-nowhere law enforcement. Yeah. Um, 
They don't exactly play by all the fair uh, rules we have here with our law enforcement. No, they do not. Um, yeah, no matter how bad you may think our, our law enforcement will act sometimes, oh my god, you have no idea what other countries are, are like, man. It's it's unreal. They don't have any of those uh, oh, we moral quandaries yeah, there we things. Go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. But like I said, his disappearing for that long, coming back where things are somewhat disheveled and out of place, but also tidier than they should they be. They never mentioned he had pants on. Well, I think they did because it was in his pocket. Because uh, well, otherwise he just uh, had, maybe had a thermal fun. shirt on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, yeah, he doesn't say he has pants, but then they, his stuff was in his pockets, which implies he would have pants because the thermal shirt isn't probably going to have a bunch of pockets for passport and everything else. But, yeah, it's, he's laying there basically neat and tidy other than the bruises he has on him. Well, we know it wasn't. What, we know I can say this for a fact about the soul case. It was. It wasn't Baba Yaga that got. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't the Baba Yaga. She, she had nothing to do with this. No, one. Baba Yaga would just eat him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he yeah, would find it, like maybe a finger. Yeah, he would have found the boot. Uh, we but, never, yeah. We should talk about Baba Yaga a little bit. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I didn't look into Baba Yaga, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, Baba Yaga is is basically a, a big. Folklore. It's a witch. Yeah, a, a folklore scary... Boogeyman. Keep your kids in at night, boogeyman, for the greater parts of Russia, really. And at this point, it, the, the myth of it has actually spread pretty much around the world. Well, it's, it's in the giant Wick movie. Oh, yeah. They, they call they, him the Baba Yaga. Yeah, they, they put it into uh, even like the, tomb, the, the rebooted Tomb Raider games. You're dealing with Baba Yaga. And... Uh, but yeah, it's basically the, the scary story, a boogeyman, if you will, for Russian children to be like, you know, go out in the woods, Bobby Yaga's going to get you. Or yeah, the fucking dire wolves, whatever. Yeah, but like with Bobby Yaga, she's got the coolest modes of transportation. Because if you ever go out in the Russian, this part, of, I'm just paraphrasing here, you go out in the Russian woods and you find a house, a little bit run down, and you see a woman in there, do not go in the house. Right. Because that's Bobby Yaga's house. And she has control of the house, and she can move the house anywhere. And how she does this is, she'll say a word, the Baba Yaga house is raised out the ground, and it walks around on chicken legs. Yes, it walks away. And walks away with you Um, inside for a meal. Now, the interesting thing about this story, there are a lot of similar key points to a lot of other myths from around the world, Uh, even to the point of being like the Hansel and Gretel house. You have the witch in this house, out in the woods. Um, although, unlike it being a disheveled house, it itself is, is a candy house to in, entice you in. Uh, but I suppose in, in Russia, it's like, oh, it's a place that might be warm. So, yeah, that's pretty inviting, too. <laughs> but, yeah, and like even Japan has some of these where it's similar types of stories to a witch's house that actually will disappear and reappear uh, after it's captured the children that it needs. You can, you can almost correlate it like all like the... Uh... Cancel Greta, the Bobby Yaga, and the Japanese one. I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't remember. But that you can all indicate it to one thing in North America, the Wendigo. Nonsense. If you look at it, if you really do, because it's talking about cannibalism, that's the right. main factor throughout oh, all yeah, these stories. Yeah, yeah. And it's just about how people like with excess, like with the Hansel Greta, it's like, oh, they keep eating all the candy yep. and that. That's the excess. And other people don't have it. So it also, it's almost like a metaphor for a Wendigo, I would take it. That's, that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it does have some of the... the uh, Earmarks. Yeah, the, the, the same motivation of, of, of finding ways to eat people. 
Uh, Wendigo seem to be a little more uh, equal opportunity, whereas most of the witch stories do focus uh, on children. Probably because they're more tender. I really don't. They're know, innocent, but to, yeah, and and there again, that plays who, who, I think, okay, into some who, of that story too of, of the destruction of innocence. Who is the guy who played Captain America? What's his damn name? Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. The reason I bring him up is because he was in the movie Snowpiercer, another awesome mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a line. Did you hear that line he ever said? He says. We don't like. I says it's actually something about. Can, they actually talk about cannibalism in the movie. Right. And he's like, he's wondering why all these kids oh, are missing yeah. arms. She's like, well, babies are so much tender and taste better. Yeah. He actually says that in the movie. Yeah, well, that was like, kind of what? part of the the crux of of his character. Yeah. Of, of why he kind of punishes himself is when everything collapsed. He he was one of them that went into hunting Children. the easiest shit to get to eat and yeah. and. The whole thing is him trying to redeem himself, redeem that that payback of the bad sins that he did. If he yeah. can make everything better for everyone else, that's another awesome it. movie that has not gotten much love. <sighs> it's got its own TV series. I didn't really watch the TV. I series. didn't. I didn't get it. I, wa- I tried to get into some of it. I I saw the movie. Yeah, the movie's good. awesome. I mean, no matter that. Well, even that director, some of the best shit is coming out of Korea for the last yeah. decade, whether it be horror. But yeah, Train to Busan. Oh, Train to Busan is fantastic. Even the sequel they did to it. I haven't yet to see that. Not bad. It it's, doesn't have the same pet. But yeah, the, 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 the same guy who did Snowpiercer and a bunch of these. They actually won the Oscar for Parasite a couple years ago. Fantastic film, if you've never seen Just really, yeah. really good. But yeah, every movie the guy does, I pretty much am on board with. Uh, the Host, which was his, his fantastic film. and But he, he has a really good way of taking the things you're expecting and kind of subverting what's going to happen. But, yeah, we, we digress. Uh, but but I will mention one thing. In that Snowpiercer movie, there's one uh, scene that screwed me up so bad in the cab in the main part. Right, yeah. That just screwed me up so bad. I'm like, I was not expecting for that to happen, and it happened, and I'm like, fuck oh, okay, okay. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's, right when he's talking to Ed Helmsley, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But one thing good, Russia does have good movies. They made a good knockoff movie of the Avengers that was kick-ass. <laughs> I still haven't watched it yet. I think uh, I have it on DVD if you need to borrow it. Oh, yeah. I think it's on Tubi or something right now, too, actually. But it was just yeah. awesome. Because <laughs> they have werebears, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was it's, awesome. It's, it's, a friend of mine, actually, the one friend of mine I least expected to have come across this before the rest of us did was uh, a guy he worked with. He's like, oh, man, have you ever seen this? It's like this fucking cheap knockoff of fucking It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Russia. It is, but it's not. No. Uh, but, yeah, he's like, it is just the most ridiculous bullshit. You need to watch this. And I still haven't freaking done it. So then, then yeah, then it kind of blew up. And it was like, oh, yeah, no, this is great. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good time. But Russia does have a good history of, of some really good movies. Uh, what's that Crazy. one? Night Shift. Oh, yeah. There's two of them. Them yeah. things are awesome. Yep. Oh God, yeah. Oh. We're not. We're just. I know everybody's like, God, we're, we're back on fucking man. movies again. But me and Marty watch a lot of movies. I, I'm, I'm a lazy pop culture eating piece of shit. But it's so Night I Shift. I see a lot of movies. Night Shift is a and, really good movie. Not the yeah, one Tom was, Hanks in. Yeah, it's uh, it's Night Shift and Day Shift. Yeah, Night Shift and Day Shift. Parts. A fantastic fucking movie, man. <laughs> Some oh of the God. visuals in there, it's like oh, the chase scenes so with the cars. 
It's such a good film to track down and watch. Well, that's that's everybody who's listening tonight. That is your thing. You need to watch Snowpiercer, the Russian version of The Avengers, and yeah. day, Night Shift and Day Shift. Yeah. Uh, before you listen to another episode. Fantastic. And not that we're gonna you know quiz you on the next episode. I might. But uh, man, no, they're they're just really good watches. If if you want to kill some time with yeah. something good, uh, I and definitely can't it's out. It's 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 not the American movies. It's more it's. When you watch a Russian movie, especially the night shift and the day shift, yeah. it is totally you get it, it changes your perfection. How American, oh, yeah. comparing American movies to Russian movies is like comparing apples to watermelons. Right, it's not even close. There's a lot of these films. Well, even like, uh, and I can't remember Snowpiercer's director's name. It's Bung something, but a lot of his films do at their core are, are about the caste system, yeah. haves and have not. Even if it's very subtle in the background, it is always kind of there. And that is a product of being from Korea. Uh, it's where he grew up. That is a very big, a That's much bigger divide yeah. uh, than, than what you even see here, really. Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I do watch a lot of international films and foreign stuff because it is... We know you watch porn. Yeah, right, right. No, foreign. Oh, oh porn. I thought you said porn. I watch foreign porn, too. But... Uh, <laughs> But it, it it's cool to see their outlook on on how the world works in that in those films, and and you can see a difference in how things that their outlook on, on the world in general and and their take on certain subjects. Uh, Raw, the French film about cannibals, slightly different take than what we have for American. Fantastic movie. Uh, another one of those in the the. Uh, French gore push from the last decade. High like tension. High tension was high one of them that really kicked it off. <laughs> yeah. Now, some of that movie, if you actually go back and think about it, doesn't make a lot of sense. But you just kind of roll with it because it's such a crazy, brutal film. And I have actually gotten into a lot of the French gore stuff lately because it is it's very, very good, man. It is a very different than what we do with jump scares. Yep. A lot of theirs is a little more subtle. It's a slow build-up. Oh, it's very high, slow Just like high, it's a high yes. it's, it's a slow build-up to something explosive. Until, a, yeah, think uh, Hereditary, where it is a very slow-burn film till your last 15-minute sequence, and then you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on? What is happening here? And that's kind of how a lot of their films are. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Raw was one of them that is kind of a slow burn. You're like, What's actually going on until it's just a mess? And you go, oh, Jesus, what is happening here? This is just r- ridiculous. But, yeah, it's, it's it's cool. Like I said, that's why I do watch a lot of movies from different places because they do have a different storytelling style. And where they're from actually is reflected in how they tell those stories. And it is kind of interesting to see. Whereas a lot of American stuff is in your face. It's fast-paced. Good guy win all the time. Yeah. Like horror, it's almost always going to be jump scares. Anything that is really good and more of a slow psychological, most of them fail in the U.S. Yep. You have your rare uh, Rosemary's Babies. Uh, Hereditary did really well, which is a slow burn psychological. But in, in general, your your biggest horror moneymaker is in your face, jump scare. And, and it, I, I enjoy that. But like, like Age's horror scene... Is just <laughs> such a twisted, just unnerving. 
is how they do their shit. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, I don't know why, but I'm really creeped out by that. But, nonetheless. Uh, but this tangent actually does have a point. Oh, yeah. Because this whole talk about fucked up shit, movies and all that. Right. This is nothing compared to all the weird stuff that's probably in Russia. Siberia, I should say. We should clarify in yeah, Siberia. Siberia. So whatever you see in these movies, it's probably already happened in Siberia yeah. at one point. Yeah, just awful things. And as a teaser, next week, folks, will be the last part we're going to talk about right, Siberia. Right, right, right. Because I'm going to explain to you why there's so much mysterious things coming out of Siberia. Mm. I have a really good theory that makes a lot of damn sense. Only to the crazy people, but of course that's who listens to us. So they're not We're crazy; they're well educated. <laughs> that's right, man. They're, they're distinguished. They learned it. They learned it well. Well, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> oh my god! No, we appreciate all our listeners. We can't thank you guys enough because I've just noticed in the last couple of weeks our our numbers are going through the roof. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's, it's just awesome. Crazy. Thanks for sharing us and liking us. I can't figure out how to find any of your five star reviews on the podcast thing since I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not all into the techie tech, but uh, but yeah, no. Like I said, I think I said a couple episodes ago, even that my wife was like, "God, you guys seem like you're getting a lot more people." It's like, yeah, and we're starting to get people are actually messaging us. This is great, man. Yeah, sending us some emails, and that's what we want to hear, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, heads up for the next few weeks. I know we got the the final of this. Uh, hopefully at some point we did get an interview done. Yes, we did. I just got handed in a little bit. It's pretty it's, wild. We are going to add some stuff to the end, I think, at this point. With well, the beginning we do our normal got. cold open at the right. beginning. And, and, then we'll do the interview. Then and then our we'll, take on stuff. Our take on stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, we're really excited for that. That'll be sometime in the next month. Uh, not exactly sure when we're putting it out, but really, really cool interview. Uh, but yeah, we just got a few things uh, lined up. Uh, got a couple of things now. Just tonight, we're kind of getting lined up to be doing in the yep. next couple of weeks. Sorry. And uh, hopefully... Uh, we get to go so more in the bag, then we can actually right. do more research in like all week long. And then, oh, yeah, we got to do an episode. Yeah, sure it's, well, every, uh, everything with, with weather, holidays, it always kind of throws us off for about a month here. Yep. And, and like we had sicknesses. Basically, from November through New Year's, we've had either shit weather... Both of us have had sicknesses going on. We've kind of been off our game to some extent. We, we've put stuff well, we together. We were on our game at one time? We have a game? Right. I know that's we the sad part. How, how what the did you tell me these, we had a game? How the fuck were these guys off? I didn't know they ever were on game. But uh, no, man, it, it's kind of leveling out now again. We're past the holidays. Things are kind of leveling out so we can kind of get back onto our regular schedule. Even our, our recording has kind of been all over the place. We're <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, no, this isn't going to work. But yeah, we we appreciate everybody uh, hanging out with us, even you know through all the weird scheduling and stuff. We yeah. try to keep things still coming out on the Wednesday, but yep. we've had a few where it's like, sorry, it's Friday night, guys. <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> I think we did one just for Christmas, yep. so that was a Friday night, Saturday night, Christmas Eve day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we appreciate everybody that's been sticking with our nonsense. <laughs> when we babble on, it's like what you're know, doing man. right now. So yeah, let's right, let's, let's, let's let these do. people go. It's, do you much, much like my my thieves armor, it's padded. Uh, oh good god, <laughs> padding the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no man, it's it, we do really appreciate everybody that sticks out with us and uh, comes to visit every every week and yes. listen to us go on and on. All right, is that all you got? And that is all I've got. You gave the, you gave the Midwest goodbye, so we're good <laughs> right, there. Right, right. 
All I gotta say is, folks, always remember, fuck normal. Normal's never won a goddamn thing. And bye. Shut up.